to trust in the Lord. Amen. Now, without waste of time, let us just turn our Bibles to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews 7, from verse 1. He found it written this manner. Verse 1, for this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a a tenth part of all, first being by interpretation king of righteousness, and after that also king of Salem, which is king of peace, without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days, no end of life, but made like unto the Son of God, abideth a priest continually. Now consider how great this man was unto whom even the patriarch Abraham gave the tenth of the spoils. And verily they that are of the sons of Levi, who receive the office of the priesthood, have a commandment to take tithes of the people according to the law that is of their brethren, though they come out of the loins of Abraham. Amen. As we pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, this evening you have been invited to come and be part of this service. We have read a portion of a scripture here because, Lord, we can never meet without reading your word. But in the same breath, we can never meet unless you become part of the meeting. And that is why I believe believers have come tonight not to hear amen, but to hear you speak to, the, to them so that they can go back home and recognize you to be the God of Israel as they worship your heavenly Father. We bind every spirit as we're taught by you and the prophet messenger, and we set every blessing loose this evening. That if people came here with expectations, may you grant them their heart's desire so that when they go back home, they can say, Indeed, God has answered my prayers. We commit everything to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. While you take your seats. Amen. Just a, a couple of minutes. We just want to speak on... Who is this Melchizedek? Amen. And not who was or who will be, but who is. Amen. Showing that he is ever present with us. Hallelujah. The prophet of God says in the very same message, who is this Melchizedek? Paragraph 160. He says that Melchizedek was flesh. Hallelujah. So that means it was not just a, an idea or a thought or a, a phantom. It was somebody that was tangible. Hallelujah. So he says that Melchizedek was flesh, 
represented himself in human flesh, and then later he was made flesh. And tonight he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Do you agree with me? He was, he was, he was flesh, represented himself in human flesh. Hallelujah. I mean, Brother Brenham is trying to bring something there to you that you, this Melchizedek, although he was in the flesh, but he was not the flesh. Hallelujah. That means you cannot reject the flesh, but receive him. Are we together? And sometimes you can meet the flesh without really seeing him. I hope we are together there. Hallelujah. Then it says he was later made flesh, and tonight is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Are you with me? Now, it's the, and I'm just going to contrast Melchizedek and Jesus, because Brother Brenham says Jesus was not Melchizedek. Hallelujah. Because Jesus had a father, and Jesus had a mother. Hallelujah. But if you reject Jesus, you reject Melchizedek. And if you accept Jesus, then you accept Melchizedek. But Jesus was not Melchizedek. I hope we are together this evening. Amen. And now, sometimes, a lot of people, and I've heard, as, as, I think for as long as we are around, there's, there's still going to be many doctrines because uh, a human mind is busy, it's hyperactive. Hallelujah. And, and as long as we are around, there's going to be a lot. Uh, somebody wa- was putting it this way, uh, the people that have introduced the, uh, two gods in the message, I, I rejected that doctrine. Amen. It is, it is of the David. Amen. It's only one God that expresses himself in three offices. Uh, hallelujah. We don't have God to the Father, God to the Son. That is, that is from hell. But, but sometimes we've got to teach you what it is so that you know why we say it is from hell. Amen. Uh, they, they, they take uh, the incident at Jordan when the Spirit came down in the form of a dove. And it says, this is my Son in whom I'm pleased to dwell in. And they want to paint that that was the father talking to the son. And it says the son is God. Hallelujah. So it was, now you see it makes them two gods. But I rejected that. The body is not God. God came to the body. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, and, and, and we can put it in this way because you can say, But as soon as Jesus was born, the Bible says uh, he was Emmanuel, which means God with us. Pack that thought. Isaiah, what does Isaiah say here? In Isaiah 9, if you are with me, is it Isaiah 9, 6? If I can have it on the screen, it will be beautiful. Yes, there it is. Amen. It says, for unto us a child is born. Hallelujah. Uh, that, that means a child is born. That's present tense. Are you with me? 
unto us because when he wrote it, he wrote it not as a future tense, but as, a, as what he was seeing unfolding during that time. Are we together? A, a, vision, a vision, when somebody sees a vision, they don't see the future. They see as it unfolds, as things happen, an event, a, a vision happens in real time. Are we together? I hope we are together. When, when Brother Brenham says, I saw a vision, and a lot of times people come to him and he says, I will travel some years in their lives. When he sees things happening in their lives, he doesn't see it as the past. Hallelujah. He sees it as it is at that moment. Are we together? When he speaks about something that is happening in the future, he doesn't speak it or see it as a future event. He sees it as a current event. What am I saying? Faith deals with the now. Hallelujah. Because even you, for you to see your healing, you've got to look into the future, but accept it that you see it as now and accept it for what it is at real time. I hope we are together here. So when Isaiah spoke these words, he spoke these words in real time, seeing the birth of Messiah. He says, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Hallelujah. He's looking at the child. Do we agree? Unto us a child is born. He's looking at the child. Unto us a son is given. He's looking at the child. The government shall be upon his shoulder. Why does it not say the government is upon his shoulder? Hallelujah. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Why doesn't he say his name is called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God? Why, why is he making a distinction between a child is born and he speaks to it as a present tense event? But when he says the government, he doesn't speak it as present tense, he speaks it as a future tense. What is happening there? When Jesus, Jesus was not born, God can never be born. Hallelujah. Jesus was born, but God can never be born. Jesus died, and God can never die. I hope we are together here. What made the body to be God is because God came into the body. What makes a tea to be a, a cup of tea, a cup to be tea is when tea comes into the cup. But if there is no tea in the cup, it's just the, the cup. But as soon as tea comes into the cup, it becomes a tea. I hope we are together here. You are a human being. You are just an ordinary human being. But when the deity came into you, then it, what did you become? You became an amateur God. But if the deity is not in you, you are just an ordinary human being. Are we together? So what changes your status is some is when something comes into you. Amen. I hope we, we are together here. Leave, it, leave that scripture there because we want to dwell on it. Brother Brenham says here, how many believe that the message has got no contradictions? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. If the message has contradictions, that means your brain is misaligned. Amen. Hallelujah. The message can never contradict itself. Hallelujah. 
if something contradicts itself, you've got to go and read and pray and God will reveal it to you. God is not the author of confusion. I hope we are together here. Now, in the message paradox, he, he says this way, Brother Brenham. A paragraph I'll give you, I'll give you uh, paragraph 282, uh, preached on the 6th of February, 1964. Hallelujah. Even for those that are obsessed with dates, we can say it was preached after the seals. Amen. But in this church, we believe the message before the seals and after the seals. Hallelujah. Brother Brenham did not become a prophet after the seals. He became a prophet from the very time when he was born. Actually, even before he was born, he was a prophet. You can never put the date to the ministry of the prophet. Are we together? Now he says, this, this little boy, 12-year-old child, no wisdom at all but just a 12-year-old boy. The father didn't dwell in him at the time because he came on the day when he, was bapt- when he baptized him. Hallelujah. Amen. He saw the Spirit of God coming down and see and went in him. Look, this little 12-year-old boy, being the way he was born, the anointed one, To be the anointed one. Hallelujah. And that is why he said, you know, know ye not that I must be about my father's business. That means we can never say Mary gave birth to God. But we can say Mary gave birth to the tabernacle of God. Hallelujah. We cannot say they killed God. But we can say they killed his tabernacle. And, and stay with me because if you can see who really Jesus was, you will understand who you are. Hallelujah. They can kill your body, but they can never kill you. Hallelujah. You were born, but you were not born. You will die, but you will never die. Hallelujah. I'm speaking to your duality here. One part was born, and one part shall die, but another part was never born, and another part shall never die. Are we together? When you were a sinner, your physical part controlled you, but as soon as you were born again, your supernatural part took over. And every time, whenever the supernatural part takes over, no demon can overcome you. Hallelujah. The human weakness, uh, the, the human weakness is when you are controlled by this flesh. But this flesh was never meant to control you. You were meant to control this flesh. Actually, the prophet says you are a superman. But he does not refer to this because this gets hungry, he gets angry, is subject to human conditions. But the one inside will never be subjected to whatever this one is being subjected to. Are we together? There is you within you. Amen. Do we agree that the body was not God? But God came into the body. Hallelujah. And the same God that came into the body, he left the body. Hallelujah. And and who is he that came into the body? Who is he? The same one that Abraham met. The same one that Joshua met. The same one that the Hebrew children saw in the fire. He's the one that came into the body. 
And as long as he was in the body, the body contained the deity. I hope you will be with me here. In the message, Elisha the prophet, he says, paragraph 21, Jesus, the baptism he had was the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which was in him. The one came on him at the river Jordan after he was baptized in water. Hallelujah. John bear record, he saw the Spirit of God like a dove coming upon him. Then when he went up, he sent back the same robe that he was wrapped in. The Holy Ghost came upon the church. Are we together? Now he continues, he says in this message, manifested sons of God. He says, in the garden of Gethsemane, the anointing left him. Because the anointing is not just a spirit, it's a being. That's what Brother Bram says in the message, the unveiling of God. He says the anointing is a person. Hallelujah. Now he says in this message, in the garden of Gethsemane, the anointing left him, you know. He had to die as a sinner. He died a sinner, you know that. Not his sins, but mine and yours were upon him. Are you still with me? I'm just putting so that when I go to Melchizedek, you will understand what I, why I say Jesus was not Melchizedek. Amen. Now, he says in this message, it is the rising of the sun. When God looked down upon the body, the spirit left him in the garden of Gethsemane. He had to die a man. Remember, friends, he didn't have to do that. That was God. God anointed that flesh, which was a human flesh. If he had gone up there as God, he would have never died that kind of death. You can never kill God. Hallelujah. Jesus died, but God can never die. Hallelujah. Jesus was born, but God can never be born. But yet you can never accept God without accepting Jesus. If you reject Jesus, then you reject God. Because why God was in Jesus expressing himself to reconcile the world to himself. I hope we are together here. So Jesus became a dwelling place of the almighty God. The, the Pharisees never had a problem when people called him Jesus. Being co- him being called Jesus was not controversial. But him being called God was controversial. Because that means if you called him God, that means you were able to see something that other people could not see. That's why the Greeks say, say, would we see Jesus? And when they came expecting to see God, Brother Branham says, then they saw a man. But in that man, it was the almighty God. And, the, and, and Jesus was a dual being because one moment he's tired, but the next moment he says, before Abraham, I am. Yes. Hallelujah. And there, were, and there were priests with white beards that knew when Jesus was born. But he says, before you were here, or before Moses, I am. Now, it boggles boggles their minds because this man is not yet 50, he's 33. But he says, before Moses, I am. Or before Abraham, I am. What does it mean? It tells you that within Jesus, when you looked at him, you saw time. But when he is revealed to you, you saw eternity. When you looked at Brother Brenham, you saw time. But when he's revealed to you, you saw eternity. It depends what are you looking at this morning, this evening. 
Are you still with me? In the message testimony, he says, paragraph 40, Brethren and sisters, we are men and women, we've got to die. But the Spirit of God that's among us is the same God that met Moses in the wilderness. The same Spirit that is in you is the same Spirit that met Moses in the wilderness. Then would it be right for you to say, before Moses, I am? Would it be right for you to say, before Abraham, I am? Uh, Stay with me here. Because why? When you say those words, it's no longer the flesh speaking. But it is the one that has indwelt the flesh. So, and sometimes you will speak as a man. And sometimes you will speak as God. And that's what confuses the devil. And to a certain extent, the devil can speak through you as well. That's why Jesus said to Peter, uh, he says to Peter when he spoke about how he was going to be persecuted, he says, you devil, get behind me. But it doesn't mean that Peter was the devil. But Jesus was able to identify that behind this wave is the enemy. Are you together? I just wonder if you were in church and they said to you, get behind me, Satan. I, you want to make to believe it. Many of us would have quit and said, we are done. I mean, he called me Satan. After we have left our relatives to follow this ministry, I mean, my mother-in-law was sick the other time. We are still in the ministry, but he says, Satan. And even the brothers would have felt pity for you and say, we heard him. He's there on tape. But it, it amazes you what revelation will do. Although Peter was called Satan, but he knew that I'm not Satan. <laughs> Hallelujah. So that, and sometimes when you deal with people, there are times where the devil will speak to you. That's why you can never be a genuine Christian until you have discernment. And the discernment is the ability to see when God speaks, when man speaks, and when God speaks, and when the devil speaks. If anything goes with you, you are not going to make it. Because the devil will come and say, I don't know how many here have ever had something that seemed right. But within you, something said, there is something wrong about it. It sounds okay. It, it sounds okay, but something is wrong. I can't put my finger on it. It's when your discernment is activated. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? Amen. Now he says, paragraph 37, fundamental foundation for faith. He says, when he was here on earth, he was a perfect example of everything of the Godhead. He was the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In Christ dwelt God. The body of Jesus was only the tabernacle of God. It's where the almighty God himself lived and dwelt in a human being. You, do you believe that? Amen. He says you've got to believe that in order to be saved. You can never be saved until you believe that God was made flesh. To redeem you. Hallelujah. Now he comes where I want it. Hebrews, in the book of Hebrews 25. 
he says, paragraph 25, he says, Now, the reason that there is a difference between God and Jesus, Jesus had a beginning. God had no beginning. Melchizedek had no beginning. And Jesus had a beginning. But Jesus was made like unto him. Hallelujah. Because Brother Bram says that Melchizedek became Jesus Christ. But when Melchizedek was here, Jesus was not here. Jesus was not yet born. And that is where I want to slot in and say, yes, there is a difference between Jesus and Christ. Hallelujah. Christ, Jesus is the humanity part. But Christ is the deity part. Jesus had a beginning, but Christ had no beginning. Uh, Are you here with me? Hallelujah. That's why he says Christ is the mystery of God revealed. Why doesn't he say Jesus Christ? Why is he dropping Jesus? Are you here with me? The, the reason he is called Jesus Christ, as I often say in this church, is not because it is his same name. He, Jesus never had a same name. But, but Christ, and stay with me here. When, when, when he was with them prior to the baptism, he never said anything. But after he was baptized, and after he was indwelt by the Spirit, he asked them and said, who do men say I am? And I want to say, it was not Jesus asking. It was the one that descended that was asking. And listen to the answer. When they answer him, they say, people say you are Elijah. People say you are, you are, you are Jeremiah. They say you are one of the prophets. But he say, who do you say I am? Now, Peter, in order for him to know who he was, he had not to be connected with him at the, spirit, at the flesh level. Because, I mean, this evening if I was to ask you and say, who, who am I? You'll be amazed and say, but Brother Madiba, we have always known you. You are Brother Madiba. He has been with them for, for quite some time. But he says, who am I? And they say, they are not confused. They tell him what people thought what he was. But later he says, but who do you say I am? Why didn't they say, ah, we know you are Jesus. No. It, the question was asked from a certain realm. The answer had to come from a certain realm. The message was preached from a certain realm. The message must be accepted from a certain realm. The rapture will take place at a certain realm. We are in the world, but we operate in different realms. And I can tell you, within the realm, that supernatural channel, God is gathering his subjects. You will be amazed and stay with me. Never be discouraged. Never be discouraged. Because things are going to happen in the message as we move along. And if you don't know from which realm are you receiving your revelation, you are going to have a serious problem. We can be the same message, but we don't operate from the same realm. Oh, that one we wouldn't have an amen. Yeah. 
because it sounded very controversial. Hallelujah. Not all Israel is Israel. Not all message believers are message believers. We all have spoken weight, but different spirit is driving us. But blessed be the God of Israel, because the bride is being influenced by the spirit of the almighty God. Are you still with me? Now, Peter, revelation dropped in. And he looked at him, not with the eyes, natural eyesight, now with the supernatural eyesight. And say, thou art, not Jesus, thou art Christ. Now, the body was now identified as Christ. Peter was simply saying, now you are anointed. Because Christ means an anointing. Now there is another being within you that is higher than the body that we are looking at. Right there, you could have preached to Peter, you would have said amen when you say, greater than Abraham is here. Hallelujah. Greater than Moses is here. And you can even have taken it further and say, greater than Jesus is here. Because the one that was in Jesus was greater than the body. And that's why I think I miss believers when you make a distinction because we want to worship the body. Or maybe should we read this quotation while at it? So that I can... You know, sometimes I normally say when you want to bring a new order, you've got to bring a disorder. To bring a new order. Amen. I want to make your mind to be disorderly so that I can bring a new order in your mind. Amen. Because even when we we have put a picture here of Jesus. Hallelujah. Do you see it? Amen. It just comes now. Let me just look at this. And then we'll read it now. Now, Amen. Because when you look, everybody thinks. If you say you have met Jesus, people will ask you, how does he look like? Hallelujah. And if you can say, no. He he looked like a Chinese man. Amen. Do you know that people will reject that? Say no, he cannot be he cannot be Chinese. But if you can say he looked like Hoffman, what is going to happen? Amen. Are you here, believers? If you say he looks like Hoffman. I hope I'm getting it just a sec. I'll get it now, now. Amen. If you say he looks like Hoffman, what is going to happen, believers? Believers will accept it. Amen. But if you can say he looks like an Indian or a Chinese man, what is going to happen? Eh? They'll reject him. But let's listen to what the prophet of God says about that. Amen. I hope I get that one. It just came now, now. 
if I don't get it, I'll quote it in my head. It, but it is in the message, the spiritual food in due season. Amen. together Amen. Amen. I've got to get I've got to get that one Amen. it was not on my notes but I think we've got to read it where brother Brenham says if he appeared as Hoffman as he appears on Hoffman's head he said I will reject him he says, no, 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 five times in that message. But he says, but if he appears as like my brother, like my sister, I will accept him. Because now it is the season. Are we together? But if you dream about Jesus, you only dream about this. Hallelujah. But this had its dispensation. The dispensation is no longer for this body, but it is for this body. Hallelujah. And the people think that by accepting this and by rejecting this, they are believers. Today, if you, if you accept this and reject this, you are an unbeliever. God is worshipped dispensationally. I do not get it, but go and read it in the message, the spiritual foot in due season. He says, if he appears like a Hoffman's picture, I will uh, I reject him. But if he appears like my brother, I will accept him. Because why? It is the season now. Are you with, are you with me? Amen. Let me just go back where I was. He says in the message, Hebrews. Amen. Now I think Paul gives the right interpretation. Amen. If somebody is punching... You can look for that quote for me in the message, Spiritual Food in Due Season. I feel that, that it must be read before we, we leave. 167? Do we have it here? Or somewhere? Yes. Let's bring it here so that we read it. Thank God for technology. Amen. You know, sometimes when you preach something, you say it, but you feel like it must be read. Exactly. Amen. I can leave it here. Oh, okay. Amen. He says here, bro, can you read? Okay, I'll read it for you. In paragraph 167, now, if he appeared to us in a physical body, looked just exactly like a Hoffman's head at 33, and blood running out of his hand, and so forth, and nails cast all over him, I wouldn't accept it. Hallelujah. But Pentecostals, they will accept it. They will jump up and down. Because now, the day, God knows, the prophet knows that. He changes the veils. Hallelujah. I hope we are together. He says, I wouldn't accept it. No, no, no. When he comes himself, every eye, when he looks like this, when he comes that during that time, every eye shall see him, and every tongue shall confess him. This is in Revelation 19, when he comes, where every eye shall see him. Hallelujah. But he embodies himself, taking my body, 
and your body. That is where he is now. God bless you. Amen. I hope we are together. Now, in the message Hebrews, I'm still in Hebrews. Now it says, I think Paul gives the right interpretation. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, any Bible scholar knows that Salem was formerly, Jerusalem was formerly called Salem. And he was the king of Jerusalem, the priest, priest of the most high God. Brother Bram says it means he was an intercessor. Who met Abraham? Stay with me. He met Abraham, not Abraham met him. Hallelujah. You did not search for him. He searched for you. Hallelujah. That's why I've got a problem if you say you you can meet him. No. He's got to meet you. He's got to find you. You can never find him. Are you with me? And it says, I want to get his genealogy, this great man, so that you will know who he is first. Then we'll go on with the story. He was returning from the slaughter of kings and blessed him. And Abraham gave gave a tenth part. Hallelujah. He was the king of righteousness, the king of Jerusalem, the king of righteousness, the king of peace. Are we together? So this man, Jesus was called the prince of peace. A prince is the son of a king. So this man was the king of peace. Hallelujah. Now he he goes on, he says, first, being by interpretation king of righteousness, but made like unto the son of God. He was not the son of God, but made like unto. He took the form of the son of God, but he was not the son of God. I hope we are together. If he was the son, he had to have both father and mother. For this man had neither father nor mother, but he was made like unto the Son of God, abideth a priest continually. Hallelujah. But this had no beginning or had no end. He did not say he met priesthood. He met a man and called his name Melchizedek. He was a person. Not a denomination, not a priesthood or fatherhood. He was absolutely a man by the name of Melchizedek. Who was the king of Jerusalem? Not priesthood, but a king without a father. Hallelujah. This man was without father, was without mother, without beginning of days or ending of days. Now, if this man is without beginning of days and without ending of days, if you have the beginning of days, and you have the ending of days, you can never meet him. Are you with me? For you to meet him, it means you as well must have, must never have the beginning of days. And must never have the ending of days. What are we talking about here? We mean that he was an eternal being. And you, being a time element, being this body, you cannot meet him. But if within you there is an eternal being, then the eternal being in you can meet Melchizedek, who is an eternal being. The disciples, or the the, the Sadducees and the scribes, they met this one. They shook hands with him. 
They could smell him as he was moving around with his long robe. But they never met the one that was in him. Because in them they had no eternal part. But Peter, he was able not just to meet the body. He was able to meet what was in the body. It was eternity and eternity coming together. This Melchizedek can only go unto his own. And when he has come to his own, he giveth the communion. What does it mean? He giveth a part of himself to a believer. And wherever you are this evening, wherever you go, there is a part of Melchizedek within you. This makes me feel religious because I know there is another part within me that shall never die. There is a part of me that shall never, that was never born. There is a part within me that shall never get sick. And I say, David, you can get the body, but you will never get that one. Because that one is part of Melchizedek. Are you here, my brother? Your body can be defeated. But in you, there is another one that can never be defeated. Your body can be subject to sin, but there is another one that will never be subjected to sin. And that's why I say as believers, let us operate on a higher realm. We are operating too much on a lower realm based on who this is and based on who the people say who this based on what the people think who he is. But I want to say today, tell the devil, I'm not going to look myself through the eye of the body. I'm going to take a step higher and realize that there is a higher being with a higher consciousness within myself. And maybe you as well can say, greater than all of them is here. In your body. The God of Abraham is in your body. Are we together? And let me tell you, you can never go to his city till you meet him. Abraham, you know Brother Branham say, as Abraham was moving around, then he met him. Brother Brenham, I thank God for this. This prophet was special. There will never be any other prophet like this one. This was the best that God could send in this age. He says, where Abraham and Melchizedek met, it is at exactly this in the message of the future home. It is at exactly the same spot where the new city will come up. That means when Abraham was looking around because he was looking for that city, he met the designer of that city. And today I want to say the bride has met him. You've got to meet him. But the problem, people meet a church. People meet a group. People meet a pastor. But to meet him is life. Because he giveth a part of himself to you. Then you have communion. But he stay with me. You can never meet him unless the battle is over. Because he meets victors. He met Abraham when he was returning from the slaughter of the kings and gave him communion. The last sermon that Jesus preached to the disciples, what was that sermon? Communion. 
The last sermon that this prophet messenger preached in our age, what was it? Communion. When you come at the end of your battles, there is a communion that is ready for you. So keep on fighting, keep on fighting. There is a reward when you come to the end. He will give you communion. A communion signifies that you are a part of me. I hope we are together. Are you still with me? As I'm about to close, not long. Amen. He says, now we want to notice here, as we go on with this lesson of Melchizedek, the great priest of Salem, the possessor of heavens and earth. He owns everything. He created the universe. He is the possessor of everything. Without father, without mother, amen. I mean, if you go, if I had time, I think it was Joseph when he had gone out to look for his brethren. The Bible says, then he met a man. And when he met this man, this man was able to direct Joseph where the brethren were. And I always ask myself, I say, who is that man that knew Joseph's brethren and could point him to where they were? When you go in the Bible, you'll always find another character that is mysterious that moves through the pages of the Bible. Hallelujah. That character is the same one that came and visited Abraham and had lunch with Abraham. And it left that character and it came back to give him communion. That character later, we see it, it met Jacob, and Jacob wrestled with that character. And later we see the same character. Moses said, I want to see you, God. And he says, stay behind the rock. And he sees the man passing by. He sees the back part of the man. You see this character is moving through the pages of the Bible. Later we see Jacob. He wants to uh, 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 fight Jericho. He's looking at the walls of Jericho. This character comes and he says, I'm the captain of the Lord's host. And we see this character throughout the pages of the Bible because later when they threw the Hebrew children into the fire, now we see the fourth man in the fire and the Bible says he was like one, like unto the son of man. Who was that one? It was Melchizedek moving through the pages of the Bible till he became a human being and walked on the shores of Galilee. And the devil thought, now I will get him. I will kill him. And he captured him and killed him. But you can never kill him. He killed the body. Within 72 hours, he was on his way to Emmaus. That same one that moved through the pages of the Bible, today we can ask, who is this Melchizedek? Because why, why do we say that? It's because he's here. Wherever the believers are, that Melchizedek is there. That's why, Brother Brenham, when he wanted to bring, introduce him in the end time, Brother Brenham used titles that no other minister, not even John Wesley, not even Martin Luther could use such titles and say, Great Christ is the mystery of God revealed. And he comes and says, Who is this? He comes and says, Greater than Mo- Solomon is here. He comes and says, Greater than all of them is here. He comes and says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He comes and he says, look. 
And it says, if somebody says, look, you've got to look and you've got to see somebody. And he comes when he preaches the sins, he says, could it be this hour that, this is the hour that we've been waiting for, that that great person may now appear on the scene. If it is so, then let me decrease, let him increase. He was speaking in parables, but he was introducing Melchizedek to the bride. But he, he spoke in symbols. He spoke in parables. And that is why today the bride had much better wake up. Because if he says somebody greater than Solomon is here, or somebody that we have been waiting that is greater than all of them is here, if he is here, let me decrease. He is not referring to men, folks. He is referring to our husband, that our husband is here. But we know those quotations have been taken and being manipulated so that it can introduce personalities. Today, I'm not looking for another great man. I'm looking for the one that saved me from sin. Because this ministry was here to introduce him. Christ making himself known in the church. Are we together? Then this evening we can say, who is this Melchizedek? But now, we're not asking about him while he's moving around there. When he came, John said, behold, the Lamb of God. But when Brother Brenham came, he said, behold. But there was no human being that he pointed to because that lamp had embodied him. And today, that same one is embodied in these people that I'm preaching to. So I can say, greater than Solomon is here. Where is he? You have contained him. I can say Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Where do I see him today? I see him. I can say I can reject Hoffman's picture when he comes in that form, but I can accept him when he comes in this form. Because why? I will be with you, and I will be in you until the end. And we can say, when the world says, show us the Father, we can say to them, have we been with you for this long? What do you mean when you say, show us the Father? He that has seen us has seen the Father. The bride, because Jesus took the place of the bride, because we couldn't take those, that place because we were sinners. But because today we are redeemed, we are back to our original position. That means whatever Jesus spoke, he was reflecting what we need to confess now. So you can say, I and my father are one. Are you here this evening? Hallelujah. The more you know him the more you know yourself. That's why Brother Bram said the greatest of all mysteries is, is the mystery of the deity of Jesus Christ. Because as you get to know him, you get to know who you are. God bless you richly. How many love him this evening?
Amen. Just give us another worshiping song, maybe mighty Uriah, and then we'll wrap up in prayer. especially in this dying hour, is that we have come to know you better, dear God. And without this message, we wouldn't have known you the way we know you. That's why we thank you for sending this prophet. And we thank you for leaving this spiritual food in your season so that we can search and find these golden nuggets and bring it to the church so that the church can feed on our God. Your prophet messenger said this message is the son of man and said we are feeding on the son of man. And this evening we just want to pray for the believers that are here. If they've got requests, if they've got needs, may you grant it to Heavenly Father. And Lord, if they've got battles that they are fighting, may you overcome those battles for them. Because Lord, as we have sung, you are a great, mighty warrior. Lord, I've seen you fighting so many battles. You have never lost a battle even one time. That is why I can have an assurance that we can commit every battle to you. If they are sick, may you heal them, dear God. If they are weary, may you re-energize them for the journey as we commit the service to you. May you grant us the traveling mercy 
as we are going back home. But God, continue to come into our houses. Let us have a communion with you on daily basis. The devil must never have a room in our families, oh God. That is why I believe every man and woman who is here, they have brought their families under a token. Because it is very dangerous to have a family not under a token, especially in this hour, because the death angel is moving around. And it doesn't care whether you are Israel, it doesn't care whether you are an Egyptian, as long as there is no token displayed, death will strike the family. But we commit these families to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Till we meet, may God grant you a traveling mercy. Amen. And give us the song. How many believe that? to show that we are more than conquerors. Amen. Amen. Amen.